This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Hello, good morning. This feels a little bit like online church all over again, but I'm really sorry to not be with you in person today, uh, as unfortunately last night I tested positive for COVID, which was very inconvenient, but I'm doing really well. I just feel like I've got a bit of a cold and just really sorry to be missing out on today. I wanted to just come on and just share a little message with you. As lots of you know, that myself and Stan are expecting a baby very soon. And actually today it was meant to be the last Sunday uh, before I stepped down for uh, my maternity leave. And so I just wanted to share with you that as of today, I will be stepping down in terms of my role as senior pastor uh, of Sterling Vineyard Church. However, I'm delighted to be able to share with you today that Ali and Fiona Fowler will be taking over as interim senior pastors in the meantime. So a little bit about Ali and Fee, they joined Sterling Vineyard from Glasgow Vineyard back in September 2019, um, where they'd previously been involved in many aspects of church life, serving the church and developing in their leadership. And for me, it's been so great to be getting to know them over the last season. And it quickly became apparent that they had such a passion to serve, uh, such a passion for the local church. Um, And last summer, following a meeting with some of the wider Scottish uh, Vineyard team, we discerned that God was calling us to form a leadership team uh, for Stirling Vineyard together. And so me personally, I've been so grateful for their input and their support over the last season and how they've just helped strengthen several areas in the church, particularly in regards to kids ministry and to worship. Um, And just so grateful. You know, I know that they are both so passionate about seeing church flourish and thrive and grow uh, for us as people to grow in our relationship with Jesus, to make space for the Holy Spirit, to to have authentic um, times of worship where we get to encounter Jesus. And, you know, I, I feel so grateful that I'm able to take some time off as I come to my maternity leave but also that I'm able to leave the church in such capable capable hands and so I just really want to recommend these guys to you who have such a heart uh, for church. Just to say me and Stan are not disappearing completely we'll absolutely still be a part of church we'll still be around but more in the capacity of church attendees. And so today I'm just sharing this message to as a, as a way of commissioning Ali and Fee into this role as interim senior pastors. And I just wanted to pray over them. I wanted to invite us as church family to pray over them as they step up and into this season. You know, this is a big ask of them. Even, you know, they've recently seen their family grow and extend as well. And I'm just so grateful that they're willing to step up and into this role. And so I want to invite us as church family to just really support them over this next season. And just now we just want to pray God's blessing, God's anointing over them just for all that's ahead, that they would just keep pressing into God's heart, God's vision for Sterling Vineyard, for our wider community and for our church as well. So I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to hand back to Mia. He's going to invite some of you guys to come and to pray and just to bless these guys as they step up and into this role. So why don't we pray together? Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I want to thank you today for Ali and Fiona. I want to thank you for their family, for Cooper, for Jesse. I want to thank you for all that they've brought to the life of Sterling Vineyard. I want to thank you for their hearts to serve and and just to, to see us grow and continue to pursue your presence, Lord. I want to thank you for everything that they have sown in already. And Father, for this new season, I particularly want to pray your anointing over them, Lord. Your anointing over them as a family, as a couple. Holy Spirit, would you come and fill them afresh right now, Lord. 
Father, would you fill them with new wisdom? Would you fill them with new vision? Would you fill them with new authority, Lord? Father, would you surround them? Would you protect them, Lord? Would you draw teams of people around them over the next season to support and to hold them up, Lord, in this new role? Yeah, just come, Holy Spirit. We bless them. We bless their willingness to serve God. And Father, I just pray that you would just speak so clearly to them. God, ultimately, you are the senior pastor of this church and we just come to serve you, to hear your heart, to partner with your vision for us as people, for us as a church, for us as a city. And I just pray that Ali and Phil just continue in that, Lord, just seeking your voice, pursuing what you have for us as a church, leading us into more of your presence, Lord, and more of your will for us as a church. So bless them, Lord. Pour out your spirit. Protect them, O God. Surround them, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Mia now. See you soon. Yeah, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you brought Alan and Fiona to our church. God, I thank you that you knew that they would end up here. You knew that they would be pioneering the kids' ministry and the worship and and. Yeah, I just thank you so much for their servant hearts, Lord. I thank you for how they lead by example. I thank you that they are just a calm and reassuring presence here in this church. I thank you for how they've poured into kids, leaders, and worship, and just everyone in this church. I thank you that, um, yeah, it's so clear that they follow you and um, want to be more like you. And I thank you so much for how that shows in their leadership. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill them afresh. I thank you for how their family has grown. I thank you that our church family will keep growing as well. God, I thank you so much for um, how keen they are to serve and um, yeah, how kind and how loving they've been to everyone in this church. And I just thank you that um, you are going to equip them for new things and more things as they step into this. I thank you for the capacity and the skills they already have and um, that they are God-given. And I just pray that they'll continue to grow and flourish as they take on even more responsibility. I thank you for the blessing that they are to our church. Yes, Lord, thank you so much for the guidance and leadership that I've already shown, Father. And thank you so much that you've prepared this role for them, Lord. I just pray that we can learn a whole lot from both Ali and Fee over this next season and that they grow uh, together closer to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, we just pray for your protection on this um, special family. We pray for for Ali, for Fiona, for Cooper, and for Jesse. Just you would um, unite them as a family. We pray for their um, times at home when they're together, that you would just watch over them, give them times of rest, help them to switch off, to relax as a family, and just enjoy each other's company. And we just uh, we do pray for wisdom for Ali and Fiona uh, in this special role that you've given them. Just really pray for your anointing over them. And we pray for relationships, Lord. We pray for good relationships in the church, for trusting relationships and for a real sense of unity in this time of transition. Um, we just pray too for Hannah and Stan and for the, the new baby. Um, just watch over that family too. But in this, in this time, Lord God, we pray that you'd protect this fellowship from attacks. You'd, you'd just guard the unity uh, of this fellowship uh, and just really give 
Ali and Fiona a special blessing as leaders and give them energy and strength through this period. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for Hannah and Stan. Thank you for being with them every step of the way. Even as she goes on maternity leave, Lord, I ask that you be with her. You be with the newborn. You guide them even during this break. You be with them every step of the way. And Lord, we pray for Ali and Fiona, Lord, even in this new season. Lord, I ask that you guide them and that you lead them, that your light will shine upon them and through them, O oh Lord. I ask that even as they're taking on this huge responsibility, Lord, I pray that you fill them with your wisdom on how to navigate through this, this new phase of their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and that they won't fail you, but that you will minister to them. And even as they minister to people, Lord, that you will meet their every need in the name of Jesus. And that this will be a new season in this church where we'll see growth in you, we'll see a deeper relationship with you, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Everyone else can go, but Ali has to stay because he's also preaching this morning. <laughs> so, here we are. So, uh, yeah, so I'm aware that some of you may be new here this morning, and uh, so for those who I haven't met in person, I see there's a few faces around the room. I'm Ali, uh, married to Fiona, as you'll have heard already this morning, and we've got two children, Cooper, who is two and a bit, and Jesse, uh, who is just about nine or ten weeks old. So, uh, so yeah, so by day, uh, my, my day job is I'm a civil engineer. So I, um, I design roads and bridges and railways uh, during the week. And Fiona is a geography teacher. Uh, so if we haven't met already, then please do come and introduce yourself. Uh, I would love to get to know you. Um, I really, really would. Um, so I'm on a mission to learn everybody's names. So, uh, so even if it's just to tell me what your name is, that'd be great. So uh, myself and Fiona, we're just really honored uh, to be asked to take on this new role and uh, lead uh, lead this church as Hannah goes on maternity leave. Uh, so many of you will know that Hannah bravely planted this church uh, herself and grew it into what it is today with a, with a small group of dedicated followers um, through hard work and obedience uh, to God's calling. So we, uh, yeah, myself and Fiona just really recognize the significance of being able to have been asked uh, to lead and we trust in God to guide us and to provide for us as we take over the reins uh, for the next year. Uh, sorry, for the rest of the year. Um, so over the last few months, uh, we've been uh, exploring a series that we've called uh, Becoming, uh, which has taken us on the journey uh, of David from a humble shepherd uh, to the king of Israel. And uh, we don't have time to summarize uh, the, uh, everything that's gone on, but uh, you can catch up on our podcast. So if you, that's a little plug. So um, you can find our podcast on our website or anywhere that you can listen to podcasts you can catch up on the rest of the series. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, then, uh, then you're already there. That's brilliant. So Fiona kicked off our series by exploring uh, one of the most well-known characteristics uh, of David, and that he is described as a man after God's own heart. 
But we've also seen uh, throughout this thrilling story that he wasn't perfect. Now, David's life in Scripture can be split into two parts. The incredible success and blessing uh, that he experienced at the start, followed by huge uh, moral failings and its consequences. However, God's plan, God plans and carries out his will for his people and raises up David to the throne uh, as a humble servant of God. So the key point here is that David is a man after God's own heart. And we learned previously that he is the only one in Scripture to carry that title. Now it says in Acts uh, 13, verse 22, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do my will. That last part is really striking. It's the, the heart that is seeking the Lord is the heart that says, God, I'll go wherever you want, I'll do whatever you want me to do, and I'll go wherever you want me to go. God loves the heart that is following and pursuing after his own heart. And it's through this genuine devotion to God that we witness David's obedience and the rebuking of Saul's disobedience. So in 1 Samuel 13, uh, verse 13 and 14, it says, How foolish you have not kept the command the Lord our God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already anointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. So I wanted just to pick out a couple of key themes uh, from, from this series that we've been doing. And the first one is the importance that is placed on obedience. This really ties into the idea uh, of the heart which is set apart for the blessing and glory of God. I'm not saying that I've got this nailed and far from it. I'm, I'm definitely not uh, the perfect version of this. And please, please hear this. I'm not comparing myself to David this morning. Uh, that is to be absolutely clear. But I'd just love to share with you a little bit of Fee and I's journey uh, from, uh, with you this morning from how we pressed in to obey God's call uh, in our life. So um, it might surprise you to, to hear that I've been around uh, the vineyard for some 20 years now. And it's um, surprising given my you know, youthful good looks, uh, but also and my inability to grow a beard. Um, but I did grow up in, uh, in the vineyard, and my, in Glasgow Vineyard. Uh, that's where my parents, my parents went when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And they've been involved in leadership there. Uh, and they're still there to this day, which is great. And that's where I met Fiona. Uh, we met as students, although apparently she didn't notice me for a while, which um, is a little bit concerning, considering I was leading worship every month. Uh, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's meant that I was doing it right. I wasn't drawing attention to myself, so that's what I like to tell myself anyway. Uh, we got married in 2011, uh, and um, yeah, we'd served on most teams, whether it was uh, playing in the worship band, uh, being part of servant evangelism, having to go at healing on the streets, as terrifying as that was, uh, leading prayer and worship events, kids ministry, uh, in particular Fiona, and being part of and leading small groups. But it was in early 2017 that we just really began to feel unsettled. Now looking back, now this definitely was God's doing, although we didn't realize it at the time. We loved the church. And we loved that we had family and friends there, and we loved that we had been invested in and used over the years. But we got to the point where we were beginning to feel a little bit disconnected. We were probably a little bit burnt out. Um, we got ourselves into just a little bit of a rut. 
going along every week out of obligation, out of duty, because that's what we'd always done. Arriving later and later, and making, not, not making much of an effort to get involved, to speak to people, or to, or to serve out with our original commitments. We kind of found ourselves in this awkward middle ground where a lot of our friends had either moved away or were maybe a little bit older than us and were, were starting to have families. And we, and we, we didn't, and we just felt a little bit isolated, um, even though we were surrounded by people. I ended up dedicating my time to racing my bike, and Fiona would follow me up and down the country and even around France as I followed my passion and did something that I, that I really loved. But it, it was a fulfilling time at the time, um, but we weren't connected, uh, weren't as connected to the body of Christ as we once had been. And we were maintaining that superficial commitment uh, based on habit. But God was doing something and he was stirring something in our hearts and a longing uh, for, mo- for something more. We bought our first house in Balfron and it was a sense of, some, a sense of something different, a new possibility, something new was out there. But at the time we had no idea what that was. Just by chance, we were visiting another church where friends were going, um, and we quickly realized how much we aligned ourselves with the, vis- uh, with the vineyard's vision and values, and that it wasn't about moving away from the movement, but it was about finding our place again and how we can contribute to what God is doing. We realized how easy it could be to go to another big church and just slip in at the back, perhaps unnoticed, uh, you know, giving ourselves a bit more time to think and a bit more time just to relax and not really challenge ourselves. It was only until that we visited here that we realized that that wasn't what we were supposed to do. We'd been following Sterling Vineyard's Instagram page from the start as, they, as Hannah had planted, and we were really invested in the vineyard's call uh, to church planting, and in particular in Scotland. And we saw, we saw that the church was launching its first Sunday service, and so we thought, oh, we'll go along and we'll support them, you know, as, as established members of an established vineyard church in Scotland. It would be nice to show face and kind of show a bit of support. So we, we went along. Cooper, uh, you might be surprised as I see him scooting around the hall this morning. He was just two months old at the time. Uh, we arrived bang on 11 o'clock, which we counted as an absolute win. Um, uh, you know, we thought... That's great. Well, our last, you know, Glasgow Vineyard doesn't, uh, I can say this, um, they're going to, my mum and dad might hear this on the podcast, but, uh, you know, they don't necessarily start on time every week. We maybe have five minutes to grab a coffee, grab a, grab whatever, donut or cake or whatever, and, uh, and find our seats. But man, were we wrong. It was running, first Sunday, it was running like clockwork. It was 11.01, the worship was on, and we, we were just like, oh my word, what is going on? And there were, no, there were no seats at the back, obviously, where we could just uh, sneak in. So that's begun the long walk to the front with a pram. Uh, you know, people who, you know, clearly visitors because no one knew who we were. And, uh, yeah, we just really felt, despite, despite that, we just really felt God's presence here. And we really felt the Lord speaking to us. We were immediately welcomed um, by Hannah at the end of the service, invited to stick around for coffee and donuts. And uh, by the time we left, I think we'd probably spoken to everyone in the room. On the drive home, uh, we sat in complete silence, which is very unlike us. Normally, we're, really, we're normally chatting away about what's going on, what we've got going on, whether we're going to McDonald's for, for lunch. But no, we were just dead silent. It wasn't until about 15 minutes into the drive home that we turned to each other and said, pretty much at the same time, 
Well, there's nowhere to hide there, is there? We both knew exactly what God was saying. We could have stayed where we were out of a sense of duty and obligation to the ones who had poured time into, the training, into training and equipping us, to our friends and even our family who are still there today. We could have obligingly served and given up our time and energy, but that wouldn't have been obedient to the call that we felt. You see, obedience is different to obligation. How often do we do things out of habit because we feel that we have to or because we feel that no one else will or we just do it because that's just comfortable? God wants his people to obey, to serve and to follow him with a whole heart. It's obedience to God that resulted in the downfall of Saul and the anointing of David. In 1 Samuel 15, we see Saul was instructed to destroy all the Amalekites, but Saul decides he has a better idea and only partially carries out the order. He spares the king's life and keeps things of value for himself and only destroys what is worthless or of poor quality. In 1 Samuel 15, verse 22 to 23, it says, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices, or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft, and stubbornness as bad as worshipping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. God doesn't like pride or arrogance. The theme of obedience is better than sacrifice comes up many times in the Bible. God, hate, God hating the proud and favoring the humble, we see it time and time again. We see in chapter 15 that God doesn't want religious duty-bound offerings, but he wants our obedience. Samuel wasn't saying that sacrifice isn't important. He was urging Saul to look at the reasons for his sacrifice rather than the sacrifice itself. See, being religious, such as attending church, giving to charity, or serving on committees, whilst, whilst good things, it's not enough if we don't act out of devotion or obedience to God. Saul had great leadership potential, but was let down by his character. We must not base our hopes or our future on our potential, but instead consistently obey God in all areas of our life. God evaluates our obedience and not the potential. Are we following the call of God in our life? Are we doing the things that we want to do in, in contrast to what God has for us? Or are we comfortable with being uncomfortable and are we giving our yes to God? So this leads us to the next theme that I want to pick out from this series, which considers the importance of our attitude towards God. God guided his people using different forms of leadership. But one thing remains constant, and that is God. As Fiona put it in her introduction to our series, and I'll quote because I have her script at home, if a work is truly of God, it will carry on despite what goes on with a particular person or organization. Pastors change, leaders change, churches change, but God remains. And his work always carries on because he's God and we are not. We may have an image of what the perfect leader looks like. Samuel certainly did when he arrived at Jesse's house and took one look at Eliab. However, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
God guided his people through different forms of leadership. We see judges, priests, prophets, and kings. Those who he chose for these different offices showed different characteristics of leadership. Yet the success of each leader depended on their devotion to God and not on their appearance or their position or their style or their wisdom or their age or their strengths. It was the heart that really mattered. So I'm challenged this morning to listen to his spirit within me, who reminds me that he is my father and I am his child. That way I'm much more likely to walk in his ways which please him. When Hannah first asked us to take on this role, we were, we were surprised and to be honest, we were a little bit daunted by the prospect. But the more we thought and the more we prayed, the more we found ourselves leaning in to saying yes. Our heart was open despite not feeling equipped. We've always considered ourselves as the backups, as the supporters, but we've recently seen confirmation of how God has been working through us in the seemingly small and insignificant roles, and how God has been preparing us for what's next, whether it's through our teenage years, through our times as students, and through our marriage. You might think, like we did, that helping at a kids' club, or organizing a small group, or being on a committee in CU is not going to change your life. But actually, God is putting people around you. He's shaping your character and your skills for what's to come in your future. All you have to do is be open to him. Be open, if you, be open to God's call. And if you're willing to listen, then he'll provide the opportunities to learn and develop. And the rest will follow. So one final bonus theme that I wanted to add was that God is faithful. God faithfully kept his promises to Israel and acted in the best interests of his people. Because he is faithful. Because he is faithful, he can be counted on to be merciful towards us. His faithfulness and unselfish love should inspire us to dedicate ourselves to him completely. We trust in the Lord that he's got us in his hands and we submit to his authority. We know that we can't do this on our own strength and we know that God has prepared the way. So we put our trust in him and we're excited for what is to come. So I just wanted to end this morning with a little bit of ministry time, uh, like we do every service here. And I'm just going to invite, yeah, um, Mia and Matt up to, um, to sing and we'll worship together. But before we do that, uh, there'll be, I'll be up at the front and we'll, Ailey will be up the front and Fiona might be around uh, if she's not feeding Jesse. Uh, and we would just love to gather around you and pray with you this morning if, there, if anything uh, sticks out to you. So there are two main re- uh, areas that I feel God is speaking into today. I feel that God is saying that there are opportunities here to go deeper with him, to take the next step, to step up and serve, to whatever that may look like for you. And that our response to that is to give our yes to God. So if you feel stirred this morning, maybe you have this feeling, maybe it's clear to you that God, what God is calling you into, or maybe you're just like we were at the start and you just have this unsettling, but you don't know what, what, what that's about. You may, might discount it and think that it's not related, but if you feel like that in any way, then we would just love just to gather around you, to pray for you, 
Um, and just, yeah, prayer for faith and courage uh, for you uh, to take that next step in obedience uh, to God's call. And I really think the second point uh, this morning is, um, yeah, it's just is related to uh, how we felt back when back when we felt that unsettling. We we were just felt like we were in a bit of a rut. We felt like we were just going through the motions, being religious, but without that deep spiritual connection. And I would just love to pray uh, with you this morning, if that's you, just for a releasing of freedom a rejuvenation of your spirit this morning. So if that is you, then please come and find me at the end of the worship. Um, I'll just be hanging up uh, up around the front here. And we would just love, uh, we would just love to pray together. So yeah, so I'm just going to pray and then Mia is, uh, is going to sing and I'll hand over this music stand as we do that. Father God, we just welcome you. God, would you just minister to us this morning? God, we want to recognize your call for everyone, every each one of us this morning. God, would you be stirring a passion, a stirring a desire just to go deeper with you, just to take that step, to be obedient to your call this morning. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.